There comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular. But he must take it. Conscious tells him it is right. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of Under the Call of MS. Another MS Deep Dives. Uh, let's see. Today, all that was a little quote by Martin Luther King since today is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, thing I'm going to talk about today is a variety of things, I guess. We'll just talk about some random stuff. Uh, I wanted to mention I finally found <laughs> an old compression sock that was packed away for a while and I started using it again because my left leg was all swelled up like many of us I have one limb that's bigger than the other I hear a lot of talk lately from people about heavy legs and uh, issues with that um, stinging burning uh, like the skin is so tight it's ripping uh, stuff like that. So, uh, good thing to do is get yourself some compression socks. Compression socks or stockings or stasis socks are specialized hosiery socks designed to help prevent the occurrence of and guard against further progression of venous disorders such as edema edema, plebitis, plebitis, or thrombosis compression stockings are elastic compression garments worn around the leg, compressing the limb, which reduces the diameter of distended veins and increases venous blood flow, uh, velocity, and valve effectiveness. Compression therapy helps decrease Venous, venous, however you say that. Pressure prevents venous stasis and impairments of venous, venous walls and relieves heavy and aching legs. Uh, I also have uh, artery blockage, arterial aortic type issues in my family history and a few men in our bloodline have passed away or had issues due to uh, aortic aneurysms in the blood vessels of the leg and stuff. So it's, I wear them because my left leg is sometimes looks twice as big as my right leg from the knee down. And it, years ago I was told it was because of my knee surgery when they cut in there. It just kills a lot of the nerves and stuff like that. That can cause the issues with it. But listening to a lot of people complain about having the same issues and stuff, I think otherworldly type related. It's done related more to other symptoms and stuff. But they're good to... They're safer for your heart and stuff if you are using them to try and keep that pressure down because it keeps getting stiffer and stuff or it could cause you some major issues. So 
definitely check into some compression socks or they got some fancy little stasis socks you can get for like athletes and the ones that do like the little energy whatever you want to call it the <laughs> ache of mind mind easing type of things or they say these little energetic pulses that vibrate through the flesh that we don't see or know about that just come by some type of magnets or whatever end up with stuff like that too and if you believe in it it might help you in the long run because as we know in reality how we feel and how we think about something can help things along better than just not caring or not focusing on things in a good aspect to help you out uh it's a good thing to look into. It's better safe than sitting there and having a stroke or something one night because your blood vessels can't pump to get the blood flow going. And uh, it gets pretty scary sometimes, or it feels like your skin's just going to rip open on your leg or the skin's so tight. And, but check those out look into them see what you can find out many of us well i can't say many some of us may have been diagnosed with the pseudo bulbar effect right multiple sclerosis damages the nervous symptom including the brain and spinal cord the nervous symptom sends messages or signals between the brain and body to control bodily functions Damage that this symptom can disrupt those signals. Uh, damage to the central nervous system by MS affects movement, feeling, vision, emotions, and so on. But the pseudobulbar effect, PBA, is a condition in which you suddenly start to laugh or cry or have other emotional outbursts without being triggered by anything. It's also referred to as Pathological laughing and crying, which we've talked about before, and can be result from traumatic brain injuries, brain tumors, ADHD, Graves' disease, Parkinson, Alzheimer's. Uh, treatment for deep breathing, quiet meditation, yoga, art, and music therapy, which we've talked about in the past. Uh, you can... Get on different types of medications, amitriptyline, which is Elevil, Floxetine, Prozac, Citril, Pam, Celexa, Lovoxamine, which is Lovox, and it's basically you can have it with or without depression. Just check with your doctor, communicate with friends and coworkers and family about it if you have it. That way it'll help you cope more easily. And I know we were talking about this and some other things the other day uh, with how we read cues differently than others and things that can be mistaken by how it comes out through us verbally and stuff. It's like with the COVID masks and stuff, I... <laughs> 
one thing I like is people used to always give me shit about how I'm mumbling all the time and stuff, but now you got these people trying to talk with masks and can't understand half the stuff they're saying, and they're saying it as fast as they usually say things, and it's hard to... Sometimes you're trying to figure out each thing they're talking about, and it's just not coming out right to our mind. and It's hard to distinguish between what they're trying to say and so you might take things wrong or miss a few things in the relay of the information and that can cause issues with stuff. Basically, people get angry over the stupidest little things. It's like, why, why are you so serious? Why are you so serious? It's like, I live on the basis of, I try and laugh at things that bother me, so make little snide comics and stuff comments and stuff like that and that's what i love about my wife she's the same it's like we can just be sitting there and she'll start picking on me about how fucked up my brain is because of my ms <laughs> give me a hard time of it and yeah people stressing over being with loved ones, not being with loved ones, and all that stuff. And it's like even my wife, when I was laying in the hospital in the Mayo Clinic, stayed away. She couldn't come see me. She and I was supposed to pass away. It's like never got to see her real dad before he passed. And it's like yeah, to be happy with the time you do get to spend with others, and especially in this climate right now, because we're detained from each other and can't get together except over phones, voice work. Just video conferencing, stuff like that. It's like, the reason I brought up like the pseudo ball bar effect again and stuff is because I was listening to Dr. Aaron Boost, Booster or Booster it's A-A-R-O-N-B-O-S-T-E-R. If you have MS and you want some with, want to listen to someone with a ton of great information because my stuff's just a bunch of babble. I just tell you things I heard, things I think, things I feel. Don't listen to me. Listen to your doctors and get your main information from them. I just bring up whatever I come across. Who knows if any of it's relevant to you or if it's worth helping you at all or any information you can use because it's all out there. It's everywhere. and Everybody repeats everything MS that I talk about through multiple different sites. But a lot of reasons why I'll talk about things over and over. It's like everything you see in one area will be in another area by another person. And it's just... I'm just constantly devouring that information and sticking it in my head. So I just keep bringing it up and forget about what I, when I last talked about it and stuff. But uh, People always say, well, not always, but sometimes you'll hear people say you're going to die if you go out or we're immunosuppressed and the drugs we're on are immunosuppressants and we have an overactive immune response and stuff like that. But, uh, Dr. Aaron Booster the other day was talking about it and he made sense that uh, 
he was talking about the vaccine and stuff coming out and that no matter what, take it. And it's like, even if it works for your body, 50% instead of a hundred percent, it's better than 0%. So take the damn thing. Don't worry about taking it at a certain time. I and mean, granted, the uh, best weeks, if you're like me, where I'm on Ocrevus, where I have to get an infusion every six months, it, the best times would probably be like if I could arrange it around six weeks before my next infusion, sometime in that period. And then the way they're doing it sounds like about 20 some days after you get first injection you got i think one's like 21 days one's like 24 days or something i don't know don't believe me with the numbers it's just something i'm trying to remember that i heard but they're talking most of the vaccines have to have the second injection like a month or so later so it's like even if you get it six weeks before your infusion your next one's going to be right before it or if you get it six weeks after your infusion your next that would probably be a prime time because the first month after your infusion your system is weaker and has all this new drug in there and stuff and it could counteract a little bit but who knows they don't have enough research yet so they just go by what they have heard but and partial immunity is better than nothing. So it's like if you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, it's suggested that you should get it. I know a lot of people are against a lot of things, but if we get this done and over with, then we can get back on with our lives. I mean, think about it. I mean, I had a uncle that I never got to see. He died of polio at six years old. And it's if we still had didn't have a vaccine for polio and stuff, a lot more people would have died from it. But thankfully, they came up with a vaccine, flu vaccines. We got influenza stuff, and they're out there for a reason, people. And don't be jackasses. Take the shit if you don't want to take it. Fine. There should be a place where all eat people that don't want to take and go so they don't have the chance to affect anybody else but we just spent this last what was it last year or two some anti-vaxxers that decided to go traveling around ended up bringing chicken pox measles to countries that totally eradicated it and stuff and other things that they i don't know if it was measles and chick pox or something like that but they traveled to a few different countries with sick kids and ended up bringing that back to those environments. It's like, it's so easy to pass things around with all the travelers and shit nowadays. A rule, you can't fly and travel countries if you aren't vaccinated with certain vaccines. My opinion, that's the way I feel. I will get the thing as soon as I can, but I don't expect MSers to get it get put on any type of priority list until about six months though because they're sitting there and did the main doctors and then the old folks homes retirement homes and stuff and now they're doing another run with 
doctors and uh, if they're doing the police departments and the fire departments and all that, probably even before they get to the normal people under certain ages and stuff, they'll probably do another run yet for like people over 60 or 70 or 80 do that and then work their way down or worry about the people that are in the hospital and stuff like that first and who knows when we'll see it but do it get it or don't that's your choice but don't put other people at risk if you choose not to just go to an island and I dare for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, I want this shit over with. I want to be back to a normal freaking life. Like, of playing these games. But, but yeah, it's like I already take 13 plus pills a day, plus my infusion, plus other things I get from my doctors and stuff throughout the year. So, yeah, I. What's another shot? <laughs> but we're also still dealing with the diet time of year. And I just signed up for the DD. Another DDP positive. Well, it's I think the positively unstoppable challenge. Million dollar challenge. He started a couple of years ago. I did it first year. Got a few. About a month and a half in. Took videos of everything. Kept diet. Uh, diaries and all that stuff and that's when my dad passed and everything just went to shit and because people bringing all kinds of crappy foods to the house and everything the stress and all the shit that was happening around the house and everything and moving at the time I just fell apart the second year I didn't sign, I wanted to sign up but didn't sign up and this year I signed up I'm not doing it to win money i'm doing it for the motivation when i have to take the videos and keep the diary then i pay attention more about what i'm doing with my diet and lifestyle so i'm gonna try and do it again but with ddp's positively unstoppable challenge you'll engage in a six-month mission where you will first set your own custom goals and track your progress all all while working towards improving your life and then at the end of the six months, you tell them how you've done with words and pictures and videos. Then you just get put in a thing to see if you win. It's not about who win loses the most weight, who does the most online work or exposure or anything like that. It's just about how you did, how you did it, and that's how they pick someone. So I use it, like I said, for motivation. It's a good thing to we can use that boost because things like a cucumber diet, the grapefruit diet and all that stuff, they're fine. If you need some quick weight loss over a week or something to make a dress fit or some shit, but it, they're not good for long-term. We need that extra nutrition and it's, we just gotta consider that when we do take different diets and stuff, but we can do things like I suggest start a diary reset your whole system with your food and stuff i'm ready i'm gonna be doing another sugar flusher pretty quick take some time off drinking and stuff probably to like the nhl playoffs or something like that and 
try and wipe out sugars again for a while. So when I did the first challenge, I did do a six-week sugar flush where I eliminated all sugars, including fruits, breads, all that, pastas, different types of of grains, rice, all that stuff, canned goods. I just basically wiped everything out that had any type of sugar in it, good, bad, whatever. But it's like a thing that some extra little things you can I'll mention for food wise is like types of breads that you can use. It's like I think it's Canyon bread is one that DEP introduced me to and they have it at some of the uh, grocery stores around here, mainly the fancier ones. Uh, and it's a heavier, heartier bread that actually tastes decent. Not as nasty as some of them that are like eating cardboard, but sprouted whole grain bread is really good for us. Helps increase the amount of certain in, in nutrients. And it's made from sprouted whole grains and it's high in fiber, vitamins, minerals. May have less impact on blood sugar than other breads. Sourdough is great. I love sourdough bread. I always wanted just to get my own sourdough starter, like Tom, from Tom Papa or something. Get into the bread making, but it's also a pain ass keeping that starter alive because it's a living organism that you got to feed every day, flour and stuff. But it's it's made through a fermentation process that boosts its digestibility and improves the availability of certain nutrients and lowers its blood sugar effects. 100% whole wheat is the basic easy one you can grab anywhere. And the whole wheat, 100% whole wheat flour is higher in fiber, vitamins, and minerals than refined wheats. Oat breads you see out there a lot now. That's made from oats and whole grain flours. Boost the fiber, beta glucan, which may help lower cholesterol and link to a bunch of other benefits. Your flax bread. I've been using flax seed even in my oat mixes and stuff like that. I got a couple different types of flax, ground up flax seeds I like to use. Throw them into things when you're baking. It's good for you. They contain plant-based omega-3 fatty acids that promote good heart health, as well as compounds called lignans that may help protect against certain cancers. Uh, 100% I cannot speak again today. (laughs) Speech is just getting worse. Uh, 100% sprouted rye bread. uh, is high in soluble fiber which helps slow your digestion of carbs and decrease your body's insulin response. Healthy, healthy gluten-free breads out there now that everybody's doing the gluten-free diets and they harbor refined flours that are high in starch and unhealthy sweeteners. So be sure to choose ones that have healthier ingredients, fewer carbs and more fiber. Got to read those labels. Make sure there's no words you don't understand. Make sure you know exactly what you're doing. There shouldn't be more than like three to five ingredients in the stuff. When you're choosing a healthy bread, look for ones with 100% whole grain or sprouted flour. 
and without added sugars and vegetable oils. But just keep an eye out there. They're, some are healthier than others. Uh, you want to have a healthy gut. So ways to help manage that. Uh, you can revamp your diet. Get collagen boosting foods like bone broth and salmon to help protect your intestinal wall and improve your digestion. High fiber foods like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, oats, peas, avocados, pears, bananas, and berries have lots of fiber, which aid in healthy digestion. Uh, foods high in omega 3 fatty acids. Salmon, mackerel, flax seeds are packed with omega-3s. They reduce inflammation and help your, improve your digestion. Probiotics, I like to take the different probiotic pills and stuff. I love sauerkraut, kefir, kimchi I started playing around with. I'd like to make my own kimchi, but it's so easy out there. Kombucha, I wanted to make my own, but it's, it's so readily available now. You just got to watch. There are a lot of ones that... Have crap in them too, so when stuff's processed or put in a container, you always got to watch what the extra ingredients are. Apple cider vinegar, I've given you recipes with my salad dressing and stuff, that's excellent. But again, watch it because all these probiotics, you can get the shits when you're first starting out with them. So be careful with what you do and Start the diet when you're going to be home for a few days or something so you can get your body adjusted to it. Kvass, which I've never heard of, K-V-A-S-S. I'm going to have to look into that. High-quality yogurt. and eh, Stick with your Greek yogurts, preferably, and make sure they're good Greek yogurts. Because I'd say probably three-quarters of the yogurts out there are shitty for you. Yeah. Prebiotic, rich foods like jicama asparagus, chicory root, dandelion greens, onions, garlics, leeks. I mean, a lot of this shit, you want to get it in your diet daily. And if you like having breakfast or if you like like me and I like to have breakfast for dinner, that's you can throw all this shit into an omelet. And you can throw it into an egg scramble. And that's, eggs are excellent for you. Uh, you don't have to worry about just having egg whites. The egg yolks, everything's good for you in the long run. You can use that. Your body can use that stuff. It's better than other shit out there that you're going to have. And it's filling and keeps you your body full for the day, which is nice. But, yeah, your gut health is important, including your mental health. So. You can have, it can help with your anxiety if you have OCD and stuff like that. It can help with your mental well-being. Just look after your gut health and whether you're working toward a healthy gut or improving your mental well-being, consider adding one or all three of, well, one or all of the suggestions I've mentioned earlier to your diet and stuff. And see what else you can come up with. And then. Let's see. Let's just take a look at some of the MS sites. People are asking about optic neuritis issues. If you have any type of difference in your eyesight. Or fluctuation. Or 
spots or blurred vision or anything like that, go see an eye doctor, get an eye exam. And once you're diagnosed with MS, if you haven't done one before it, it's a good time to go and get yourself an eye exam and see where you're at. Uh, and a lot of people do get diagnosed through getting an eye exam. They find out that they have multiple sclerosis that router gets suggested that they may have it. Uh, have some type of neurological condition that's causing it. But headaches, migraines, a lot of people get those and that can be from your nerves being overworked and stuff like that. Sensitivities. Again, see if go to a doctor and see if it's related to anything else. And you could have something like a slip disc or pulled nerve in your spine or somewhere in your upper body that's causing it, even your lower back. And it's, a lot of spinal issues can cause headache problems and stuff. Uh, people asking about walkers if you still drive and how do you do it if you. Do it with a walker while you're not using your walker while you're driving. You got your walker folded up next to you in the back seat. So I don't think you need to worry about that as long as you can still use your feet on the pedals and your hands on the steering wheel. That's the main thing. But yeah, we're running out of time. So we're going to call it quits for the day. Uh, take care. Be good to everybody. Keep a smile on your face. Keep positive. Sign up for a DDP positivity challenge and see how you do. Who knows? You might win a million dollars or you might feel healthier and be better. So take care.